season two. Welcome oh back to gosh. season two. Oh, <laughs> welcome back to the Coffee House Theater Company podcast. I'm sorry, I'm just excited. It's season I know. two. It is season two. I've missed recording well, with you. I know we we did it all on like a month, uh, like span, and then we're just like, okay, bye. Yeah, we didn't actually announce that that was the end of season one. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we didn't know. We, okay. Well, yeah, we may have not. Shout out also, to COVID, but yeah, we also didn't know it was going to be the end of season one, and we didn't know we were going to be having seasons. But here we are. But then we were like, yes, we're doing. We're going to do season one and season two. There. That way we can stay organized because you all know we need it. Hi. Also, I feel like Tori's interview was a really good way to like end a season. That like that was a big like banger. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That was. Mwah. Hi, Tori. If you're still listening. Hi, Tori. We hope you're thriving still. I always hope you're thriving. Mm-hmm. And so you're going literally from Tori's episode to just us. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. Why are they still listening? I don't know. Like, if I heard that, I'd be like, I got to go find a podcast with just Tori because I can't listen <laughs> I to would. these girls. <laughs> but then, it, like, turns out my dad's listening right now like, I love them. We love your dad. Number one We fan. stand him. We do. So... Season two, it is currently December 15th for us. Mm -hmm. But this is going to be coming out very beginning of the new year. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Christmas hasn't even happened yet. You know what? They're going to listen to this, and it'll be 2021. (gasps) If it ever comes. What if at, like, 11.59, it just goes... Restarts, like, Groundhog Day? Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're back in, like... Uh, actually, no, no, instead of 11.59, it goes to 11.60, and then it just keeps counting. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'd rather it, like, go, uh, I don't know. I think it's tough. If I had to relive 2020, I'd be okay for the first month or two, two months. First month, I wasn't even in America, so I was thriving. Oh, yeah, we don't, oh, yeah. And then we came back, and then soon after everything, what? Mm. But... Other than that, it was... But there were good things, too. You know, gotta be positive. What's a good thing that happened in 2020 for you, Erin? I got a dog. You didn't get a dog. Mateo. That's a good thing. I am further in college than what I was a year ago. (laughs) I don't know. And these are the plus sides to 2020. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Names, too. Okay, well, I don't know. I got a dog. I got a dog. Everyone everyone on the podcast, this doesn't apply to me. (laughs) Uh, Do you have any updates on your life? I don't. I'm I'm doing okay. I. Interesting. She's making noises. I feel like there's always, like, so many things happening in your life. I mean, I guess I got out of quarantine. Oh, true. I was, I had COVID. I survived it. It was kind of scary for a little bit. I was stuck in my bedroom because my mom's high risk, and so they left food outside my door for me. <laughs> they'd be and like, Rachel, there's food outside, and then they'd leave, and I'd open the door and grab the food. And you FaceTime me. I About FaceTimed. to have a mental breakdown because you're going to be stuck in your room for a little while. Excuse me for a little okay, while. so the day I got quarantined, it was like a Wednesday at 11.30, and I got to my room and called Aaron at 11.35, and we talked until 3.30. I, well, yeah, because I had already taken my exam for the day, so I was like, okay, I can just talk to you for a couple hours. <laughs> but the thing is, like, we were just chatting away, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's 1.30. And it's like, wasn't it just 11.30? We just started talking. Now it's oh, 1.30. Yeah. That's how it's always like. That's why these, these podcasts are so long. <laughs> we just talk about random stuff for a really long we time. We could go on and on. The thing is, we try to cut ourselves off. People could while. skip 15 minutes of the intro every episode and still understand the point of what's going on. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot of podcasts, though. That's true. But maybe that's just me. I don't have any updates in my life. I might have already said them in the le- Okay. In a different episode. So, I don't know. I'm... Erin's confusing herself. I'm confusing myself because we're dumb and recorded out of order again. <laughs> so the second, the next episode that you listen to... Was technically the first one that we recorded. ...is my newest updates of my life. So if you want updates on our life, just go listen to the next episode. Which is season... Or season... Season... <laughs> it's still season two. I was about to say season, season 17. Season... <laughs> <laughs> Dang, we are very popular. Season 17. Successful. Thank you all for being here for 17 seasons. Yes, thank you guys. It's like, we're like Grey's Anatomy, basically. 
<laughs> we are great. We never Emily. stop. <laughs> stop already. Anyways. I think Aaron is wanting Grace Anatomy to stop is what I'm hearing. I mean, sometimes. You just like lost us like six viewers because there's probably six diehard <laughs> Grey's Anatomy fans. I liked it for a while. I Don't never wrong. watched it. I just think good things must come to an end at some time. Never? Never. Depressing. Okay. Never. Um, yeah. So that's it with me. Rachel is in the middle of college audition thingies mm, and I she's i don't like it she's loving it she's having the best time of her life i'm thriving really not i think that she's lying to you i'm sorry mm. i had a mental breakdown earlier tonight because okay so i did the summer camp that I've, I've talked about it so many times this theater summer camp thing to help me get ready for college and one of my uh like well all of us who were in the group like we're still really good friends and we have a giant group chat and one of them, so she early decisioned to NYU, Tish, which is a huge deal. Like, yeah, it's like a really, really, really big musical theater school or just acting school in general, like top in the nation. Like NYU, you get into NYU and it's like, oh my gosh, you got into NYU. And she like early decisioned there and they released the early decision decisions today and she got accepted. And like, I am so proud of her. Like, yes. Her name is Sky, and like we love you, Sky. I'm thriving, but also it kind of made me more stressed. Like I did not early decision to any schools because I didn't want to. Like I don't know if you know what early decision is, but like if you do that, it means like you are committed to that school. Uh, okay, yeah. So she is going to NYU. Like it is, she is committed. She is oh. ready. She's done because she Fun. got accepted. So and I didn't want to do that just because I'm indecisive and I would be worried that my dream school ended up would not be my dream school, and then. Yeah. We would just have issues. So sure. <laughs> I did not early decision, but I'm also like so stressed right now with all these auditions and I'm just ready to be done. Like I'm ready to be committed to a college, know where I'm going and have that part of my life over with. And all this uncertainty right now is really, really messing with me. And so like, I'm super proud of Sky, but also on the other hand, I'm sitting here like, well now I'm panicked because like, not panicked, but I'm low-key, like, jealous because she is, like, committed and she's ready she to go. Knows. She knows. I mean, I had the same issue because when I auditioned for school, like, one of my auditions wasn't until halfway through March, and everyone already knew where they were going, and people would ask me, oh, so what college are you going to? And I'd be like, I don't know yet because I haven't auditioned at all my colleges. And I've been getting really... that so many times already. They're like, oh, my gosh, what college are you going to? And I'm always like, I have no idea. They're like, oh, what are, you to what are your top choices? And I'll list them, but I'm like, but... Then you have to explain the whole situation to yeah. everyone, and it gets really, like, oh, it's tiring. <laughs> I should just have a business card that has my whole situation Here on it that go. I can just hand out. Where are you going to college? Just hand some And then they're like, card. now they'll never try to start small talk with me ever again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the girl you need to avoid about small talk, because she has business cards. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Um, and, like, I know I'm going to school for musical theater. Like, I know I'm going to get into a school... Technically, I already have, but it's not, like, my dream school or anything like that. And, like, even if I don't get into my dream school, I'm still going to be going to a good school. That doesn't determine anything about my future, and I know all this, but it's still, like, just the concept of it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, no, I know. I get it. It's just, it's stressful. It and is stressful. That's part of the <sighs> life, I guess. I know. And I don't want to wish away my senior year either, because even though Corona is happening, I am really enjoying it, and it's mm -hmm. fun. So, like, I don't want to wish it away, but I also, like, just wish I was past this part. Yeah. This was my biggest issue when I was a senior. I remember that. It's depressing. I was just like, I just want to know already. Mm -hmm. And then once I found out I got accepted to Bowling Green, I was just like, okay. Like, I still auditioned at, I think, one other place, but I was like, I don't really care anymore. I was like, I know I'm going here, so. I mean, one thing for me, in a way, Corona has been good because, um, all auditions are now online and like my top school is a completely digital audition so like all I have to do is record myself and send it in and then they look at that and decide whether I want to like be admitted so it's not even like a live zoom oh and like there's like I guess the majority of my colleges right now like I have technically eight auditions scheduled but like four or five of them are digital completely so like I just send in video so it's not oh, even like yeah Scheduled. It's so less scary. And then, like four of them are on Zoom. And so like even though it's still live, it's still not as scary. Yeah. So like honestly, that's I guess a good thing that's come from 2020. It's made it a little bit easier for me to audition. Also, it's saved me so much money 
because like I have schools in New York and I have schools in Florida and I have schools in Pennsylvania and uh, North Carolina and all over the place. And like if it was live auditions, I would have to be traveling to all these places. Oh yeah. And that's on top of the fact that when you're applying to musical theater, you have to pay to get accepted into this. Like you have to pay to apply to the school and you have to pay to audition for the school. And sometimes you have to pay for a pre-screen and then you have to pay for an actual audition too. There's so much money. You just want your money. It's so Everyone much money. Everyone just wants your money. Mm-hmm. Pain. The best thing is when you apply to the school just for them to say, or you apply to send in a pre-screen just to get an email that says, I'm sorry, we cannot advance you to the live audition phase. And you go, I just paid you $100 for nothing. Thanks. $100? Yeah. Oh, it's expensive. What the heck? Mm-hmm. That's stupid. I've never... Because normally you have to pay, like, an application for, like... The act, like just the academic, like getting you have accepted, to do for the academic, and, then, and you have but to it's do normally for the not that. It's not thing like that. Maybe like was it like thirty dollars? Most of my schools like are varying around thirty to fifty, but there okay. have been a few. One of them was one fifty, and there's been a few that were around a hundred okay. too. Dumb. Which is one of those things where it's like, honestly, that's like, do I even apply? Because a lot of the schools that are like that expensive are the ones that are super, super, super competitive to get into. Oh my gosh, there's one school. I'm in this group chat on Facebook. It's not a group chat. It's a Facebook page, but it's, like, called The Search for Elle Woods or something like that, and it's just a bunch of, like, current seniors who are, like, auditioning for musical theater where you can ask questions and all this, and it's really cool. And I'm not going to say the school because I'm auditioning for this school, and I probably won't get into the school, but I don't want to talk bad about it. But from what I understand, they kind of have a we're better than you type of feel, and somebody had posted in this like the search for Elle Woods page they were like don't you guys agree that like some of like the rejection letters could be like a little bit nicer because I guess some of them are like worded really rudely and this one school made some sort of comment like it, it was pretty much worded with there were a lot of people that were better than you sorry you don't get in this year like you're not good enough we had much better people and that it was worded nicer but like they copied and pasted it straight from the rejection email Ugh. and like that's really what it's like it pretty much said that and I was like but, you know, then it's a bunch of Gen Z, so everybody in the comments is like, LMAO, no way. It's, yeah. It's like, that's so mean. But then a bunch of laughy faces afterwards, because that's how we deal with sad yeah. things in our life. But I was triggered when I saw that. I was like, uh, why do people think they're just so much better than everyone else? I hope that person just ends up, you know, being a Broadway star. Like, Me too. Big. Like, one of the schools I applied to for pre-screens, it was a really competitive school, and I didn't pass the pre-screen. But, like, even though I didn't pass it, they made it, like, like in the pre-screen, like, in the rejection letter. <laughs> in the rejection letter, they were just, like, but, like, just remember, this is only one decision from one school. It does not define your future, and it does not. Oh, that's, yeah, that's like, good. It's, it's extremely competitive this year, and we were looking for a specific type to refill this spot, and you just weren't that type. Like, they worded it, like. Yeah. But then you have another school, it's, like, sorry, we had people that were better than you. Get out. You're, like, <laughs> okay, then. Thanks. That's also the school that is $150 to, um audition mm -hmm. and yeah love we love it we love it so yeah you love you gotta love the world of theater this is our theater podcast this is also <laughs> 10 minutes of rachel complaining about <laughs> theater <laughs> i get it theater i have a very difficult relationship with theater i must say do you know <laughs> yeah i shouldn't talk about it it's just very in-depth you know Erin's changing her major. No, I'm not changing my major. No. <laughs> She's going into musical theater now as well. Uh, no, I'm not. I, at all. That's weird <laughs> because, oh, it's my mom. Oh, She's Diane. here with the groceries. We love I was Diane. like, we could hear that. I don't know if they could hear that car horn, but like, we live so far from the road, you wouldn't be able to hear that. I was wrong. Okay. Hey, mom. Can't help you with the groceries. Sorry. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I have a very difficult relationship with theater. We will talk about that at some point, probably, when I'm having a mental breakdown. Oh, wait. That's literally every day <laughs> That's of your life. every day of my life. <laughs> okay, we've, we've complained <laughs> for so long. I think we should get started with the actual thing. Let's talk about our call fefe. It is the first episode of season two, and we went to McDonald's. In our defense, <laughs> we did not want to go to McDonald's. <laughs> well, so... Rachel has this thing called school, so we can't, like, do these things really during the day as often, so at night, there's not that many places open, and we tried going to Wendy's and to get a Frosty Chino, <laughs> and that guy was like, this isn't a breakfast, Wendy's, and I was like, 
he's, oh. he's like, we don't get the cool stuff. I'm sorry. I was like, then I felt really awkward because I didn't know how to, like, the only thing we were going to get were those, were those Frosty Chinos. And I can't, like, not, like, say no to someone. So I'm like, I was like, okay, well, I don't think we're going to get anything then. <laughs> I can't just, like, say it. And, oh, I felt so After failed. you asked me what to say, I wish, I wish sometimes I had videos of you because the moment of pure panic in her eyes was really funny actually like I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that's mean but it was really funny oh in that moment yes in that moment when he, when he said they don't have it and you're like I, what should i do that's something very annoying about myself is like i'll go up and sing in front of people and be totally fine but then weird situations like that i have no idea what to do and i just sit there really like <laughs> this is because you're gen z maybe this is just us this is every gen z person yeah, they're the. I saw a meme. I think we've talked about this before, but it was a meme that's Are like. Are you oh, stereotyping me with I my am. generation? Yes. Okay. But it's like Gen Z, the ones that still need their mom to make their appointment, but will pick up a tear gas canister and yeet it back. At, <gasps> <laughs> yeet it back at somebody who threw it, threw it at them. And I'm like. It's like anytime you have to talk on the phone, you're like, mm. like, Mom, can you call the pizza win for me? Can you make my doctor's appointment? Yeah. For real. I but get you it. made me mad. Yeah, I'm going to just yeet you. <laughs> yeet. So, yeah. What was I talking about? Odell. Wendy's. Coffee? Ha-ha. Wendy's. So, yes. Long story short, a little at Taylor Swift. Um, it's the name of one of her songs on her new album. You don't say. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, so, we, we got coffee from McDonald's. I got a caramel macchiato. And I got a caramel frappuccino. Mm-hmm. I know. Basic. Mm. It's not even real coffee. Only fake mm. coffee lovers drink frappuccinos. <laughs> even though I had a frappuccino like on Saturday. You know what? It's yeah. been a really, really long time since I've had a frappuccino and I've been craving Sometimes you one. Need it. So. so this caramel macchiato, honestly pretty good. One time I had a caramel macchiato from McDonald's. And I just think the person didn't make it right. And so like all I got was straight coffee. And like then I got like I even mixed it in too. They, I think they just made it wrong. And then, but this one actually tastes like really good. Caramel macchiatos, in. just in general, it's either they're made well or they're not made yes. well. Yes. And this one has got, because you need to have like the nice mixture of like the actual caramel, then like the milk, and then the coffee. And then if it's not mixed well enough, then it's just like, or like correctly, it makes you want to cry. Mm-hmm. Such a waste of money too. Mm-hmm. So inconsistent. Mm-hmm. But yours is good today. This one's so good, good, so we're thriving. Even though it's eight fifty-eight at night, I'm vibing too with mine. I'm already getting tired though. It's only but so because I had COVID, I was on steroids and okay, so I had COVID and a sinus infection at the same time because my body hates me. Wait, and is that typical? I don't know, but I, I had a sinus infection earlier this year, like not that long ago, and I swore it was a sinus infection. But what if I actually had COVID? Well, like. I had all the symptoms of COVID and direct exposure. So, like, uh, I had yeah. COVID, but I was also having, like, issues with my sinuses. Like, it hurt to press, and I was having all that. And he's like, yeah, you have COVID and a sinus infection. Ew. And I was like, that's fun. So, I was on four Genies. different types of medicine, one of them being steroids. And Love I steroids. Can't, I, can't, I couldn't sleep. I literally got two hours of sleep the other night. When I'm on steroids, I can't sleep. What? Mm-hmm. Sucks. Yeah, so I, was, I laid in bed. <laughs> this is actually a really funny story. So, I went to bed at 10, tossed and turned. Came around 1 a.m. and I was still awake, so I decided to get up and go get some melatonin to try to sleep. And I got out of my bedroom and I ran into a door and I woke both of my parents up and they thought somebody was trying to break in, but it was just me at 1 a.m. running into a door. Oh my god! Only <laughs> you, and you probably have this big ass bruise. Oh, sorry, big ass. You can't cut. Sorry, you didn't hear that. Uh, big, give this big. Butt I actually do bruise. I do have a bruise there. I'm just. I one time fine. was on steroids for something and then like. I don't remember what, but then I had a, a race, like a track race. When I got done, my hands were swelled up. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I like, asked my mom, I was like, don't you think my hands look like they're swelling? She's like, no. And then I go over to um, Alexis, which we've probably talked about. Yes, we've talked about her. Um, I went to Alexis and I was like, do my hands look really like swollen up or swollen? And she's like, she was like, oh, oh my God, like, she was so scared. So my mom was just thinking I was being dramatic, which like, I get her intentions. That's typical for me, but anyways, that was an interesting time. So, yeah, okay, anyways, we got so off topic again. Yeah, I just started talking about my hand swollen. Well, I was talking about steroids. <laughs> it's, it's fine. All right, um, anyway, today is an even number episode, even though technically it's not. 
because, well, I guess, I mean, even well, what? if we're starting, like, if we were going to be basic and be like, oh, season two, episode one, technically it's not. Then also technically it is because it's episode 14. You see what I'm saying here? Do you get me? I wasn't listening because I was looking at this to try to figure out something. Okay, let me try explaining this okay, again. explain. These listeners are going to be like, this is where you need to edit. <laughs> and we're going to say no with all that. <laughs> no. Okay, so the last episode we did was episode 13. Right? No, it was no. 17. Sorry, I, that's what I meant. Okay. I mean odd. Okay, last episode we did was episode 17. Yeah. Okay, which is odd. And then even 18 would be the next one. But if we're starting season two, it would technically be season two, episode one, which uh, makes it odd. Oh, we said no to that. Oh, we did? Yeah. Okay. We're so saying... it's season two, but we're still just going to call it episode <laughs> 16. Yep. That's what we're doing. Wait, I thought, I thought you said that the episode we just did was episode 17. Yeah. No, it would have been 15. I'm talking about Tori's episode. Oh, that's 15, yeah. The episode we just recorded okay, was that's 17. Okay, that's not what I meant, though. Oh. I was meaning, like, just... I guess it doesn't matter, We're not but... restarting, though. We're just saying 16, <laughs> season 2. It's season 2, episode 16. Also, oh, episode episode why did we do that? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I guess this technically could just be episode 1. Yeah, but then we'd have to do the musical reviews on the odds instead of the evens. Crap. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> um... This is when my mom's listening. She's like, oh my god, she has to go back to kindergarten. Season two, and we are still a mess. <laughs> don't, don't ever do that again. Although I agree with your statement. Like, what? She did the finger guns, if you wanted to know. So yes, yeah, so this is episode 16. Get over it. Or, or episode one. Or episode one. Whatever you prefer. We're giving you options because we're nice people. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't, it's just, you know. That just struck me as really funny. I know, I'm really feeling <laughs> dumb, but what's new? I'm not really surprised, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah. Well, who who's going first? I don't remember who went first last time. Yeah, I don't either. Because I looked back and only my stuff's written. Your stuff isn't even in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what happened I, there. You probably just typed it somewhere else. Yeah. We. I'll you go, can first. go first. I think I'm actually am supposed to go first. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just kind of. Aaron's going first in episode 16 okay. slash one. You know the musical I'm even doing? No. <laughs> you didn't give me one, so I just chose one. Oh, okay. Because I asked you three times, and you were like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll send you it. And then you never did, so I was like, okay, fine. I'll just look it up. So I'm doing, this one is actually like, I feel like it's definitely more known, but some people may not know it that well. Like, I've heard of it, but I didn't know what it was about. It's the musical Carrie. Okay. Is that the one with the prom queen who gets blood everywhere? I don't think she was the prom queen, but she gets blood everywhere, yeah. Okay. Um, so, like, I, like, looked it up online, like, the Wiki Wikipedia. Oh, wait, what the heck? No, they have, like, a page for it, but they don't have, like, the full synopsis. Oh, wait, or do they? Oh, shit, yeah, they do. Wait, dang it, sorry. Okay, sorry. I looked it up, and it would not come up. Okay, they do, never mind. Okay, so, Carrie, uh, but, 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 lyrics, or no, book, hmm, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe if I just say words, random words, it'll make oh, sense. Oh, my gosh. The book is by Lawrence D. Cohen, lyrics by Dean Pitchford, and music by Michael Gore, and it's adapted from Stephen King's 1974 novel, Carrie. So, we're going to start in the very beginning. Okay. So. <sighs> Axel, you don't know much about this? No, I just know something with blood. blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's all I knew, too. It's kind of depressing, but okay. Opening in a high school gym... The gym teacher, Miss Gardner, is leading her girls' gym's class in a strenuous workout. After class, the girls head to the locker room and have fun teasing a less attractive plump girl named Carrie White. 
I Why like, are you saying it like that? I don't know. I'm reading it kind of what the Carrie White. You're reading it really dramatically. Oh, just fuck. Because this is a very dramatic story. Um, <laughs> the girls start to shower, and then while talking about boys and their plans for the upcoming prom, I don't know why I'm saying it like this. Uh, Carrie has her first period in the shower. Wait, how old are they? Um, they're they're in high school. Someone was just really behind. I get. We don't know what year though. That's, that's normal. You're like first or second. But if they're going to prom, they would have to be a junior or senior. It might be different for them. I mean, this was made in 1988. Their prom might be like oh four years or something. I don't okay. know. Maybe their prom. I don't know. Okay. The girl. Oh, we already did this. Oh, so she has her first period in the shower, and she doesn't understand what's happening. Which I feel like at that point in your life you would know already. Uh- yeah. Like, it's not like you're in middle school, like, sixth grade or something. Uh-huh. But, uh, she thinks I mean, this she's... this was written by a guy, though. You gotta... <laughs> yeah, it's true. <clears throat> Steven. Freaking Steven, learn female analogy. Analogy. Learn female analogy. Steven's just sitting here like, mm, okay. Female analogy. What's an it's analogy It's not like he's female? very, like, famous and successful or anything but he doesn't know anything about female analogy <laughs> um so interesting you do know analogy interesting about, right is that the right that's not the right word it's not analogy no it's not <laughs> i was making fun of you oh well, well you kind of seem serious towards the end so I was biology saying. anatomy 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 <laughs> hey erica are you listening <laughs> erica can you like can you listen to this can you text me and tell us <laughs> what we're Trying to say. Female, Thank you. Anatomy. I really don't know, if I'm being honest. This is why I'm not in that field, okay? This is why I'm a music person and stuff. Are we ever going to get through this episode? Yes! Okay. You're the one who started talking about stuff. Okay. She thinks she's bleeding to death, okay? Me too. <laughs> the other girls taught her until Miss Garden... Gardner hears the commotion and she sends the girls away and explains menstruation to <laughs> Carrie. This is why you don't want to be a teacher. Anyways, I also one time called one of my teachers mom and I feel like that would just be weird, you know? That's why another reason why I wouldn't want to be a teacher. Okay. On the, hey, okay. fourth grade teacher. Okay. On the way out of the gym, Sue and Chris talk about what just happened in the locker room. Sue is already feeling remorseful for her part in the incident because all the girls, like, were making fun of her. Yeah. So Sue starts to feel guilty about she it. She should. Well, we'll see later, okay. Uh, but Chris calls Carrie Scary White. Uh, Carrie is hurt by the, their name-calling and teasing, uh, but she dreams of being vindicated and gaining respect from her peers. So she's like, really upset but she's like i will become popular like i will become you know popular you're gonna be popular Lar. oh <laughs> why did we do Yikes. that at the same time i don't wow i don't know wow. <laughs> carrie's mother margaret <laughs> can i just keep reading why this are thing? you <laughs> i don't know just read it normal okay this sorry. is not the first time we've done this should we do a poll do you like it when aaron reads dramatically or no except we keep telling people to slide into our dms and no one ever does which makes me think nobody's listening to <laughs> us it says we have listeners though and i don't know where they're from <laughs> like you go on any like of their accounts they're all like you have this many listeners it's like the same amount but i don't know <laughs> anyways nobody's ever slid into our dms yeah. so please do there's been like two people show us we're not recording to just ourselves i mean sometimes okay carrie's mother margaret is praying when carrie arrives home Carrie joins her mother in prayer for a few minutes and then explains what happened in the locker room. Margaret tells Carrie that the blood is a sign of her sin and oh. forces her into the cellar to pray for forgiveness. <gasps> um, so the- She didn't get pregnant, and so now she's like, that's sin. You know, I don't get I'm it. I'm so confused, but just I don't going. understand how that's a sign of sin, but okay. So she's in the cellar now to pray. Um... So that night, a lot of the high school students are at the drive-in theater, including Sue and her boyfriend, Tommy, and Chris and her boyfriend, Billy. 
Sue tells Tommy that she's still upset about what she and the other girls did to Carrie in the locker room while uh, Chris complains about Carrie to Billy. And a song called Don't Waste the Moon. Uh, do, you get, do you get what it's... I think I get... Isn't that what it's trying to get at? I don't know. My... I think it's... Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So there are two different perspectives here. While the other... I wasn't talking about us. I was talking about Sue and Chris. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Well, I thought... Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe we were talking about you and me. <laughs> Okay. Not everything's about you, Aaron. <laughs> I said it was about you, too. Okay. Uh, while the other teenagers are at the drive-in, Carrie and Margaret are home praying. Yep. Boom, don't. Oops, oops, oops. Okay. <laughs> Margaret prays for the strength to help her daughter while Carrie, depressed. I don't know why he says it. Carrie, depressed. Questions God's love for her. Because Carrie is depressed. No, but like, look how they were. Carrie. Depressed. Comma, depressed, it's comma, just, that's grammar. It's just funny. <laughs> that's just grammar. It's funny. I am not having it with it's you It's funny. Tonight. It's funny. <laughs> Questions God's love for her. Margaret apologizes for hurting Carrie and assures her that she loves her unconditionally. Unconditionally. At the school the following day, Miss Gardner tells the girls they must all apologize to Carrie. So Sue and the other girls comply, but Chris refuses. What is going on with Chris? Like, I don't like her. She probably has, like, daddy issues or something. She probably does. Yeah. Upset, Miss Gardner tells Chris that she will not be allowed to go to the prom, and Chris vows revenge. So, Miss Gardner encourages Carrie to dream about her Prince Charming. So, she basically tells her, like, you will find love one day, and stuff like that. Still upset over the way Carrie has been treated, Sue asks Tommy to take Carrie to the prom instead of her. And he reluctantly agrees. Aww. So that's nice, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, Chris asks Billy to help her get revenge on Carrie. Ugh. I know it's, like, really sad, but I really like how this musical is, like, like, two people did the same bad thing, but you see how one person's trying to, like, change and do something better than rather than the other person, you know? Mm-hmm. Sue versus Chris. Okay. Tommy surprises Carrie by knocking on her door and asking her to go to prom. Though at first confused and uneasy, Carrie eventually agrees to go with him. When she tells her mother the news, Margaret forbids her to go, insisting that all boys just want to take advantage of girls, including her own father. Look, the mom here is a little nuts. Yeah. Marg. Marg. Margaret. Marg. She's a little nuts. Nutso. Yeah. Okay. I guess so. Yeah. Very strict, protective. Um... Okay, and that the prom would be an occasion of sin. So this is a part where things get very random. Carrie reveals her supernatural powers, telling her mother that she's determined to attend the prom and will not be stopped. Wait, 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 wait. What powers? So this girl just, like, has powers. She has telekinetic powers. Which, who's lonely? Oh, so this is what they say about her. Carrie focuses on an awkward teenage girl with telekinetic powers whose lonely life is dominated by an oppressive religious fanatic mother. Okay. So, like, I guess she, she's like Matilda, but, like, not. You see what I'm saying? Matilda. Without the blood. But Matilda. <laughs> or with the blood. Matilda, oh, but with that. blood. I can't. Yes, Matilda, but with blood. Yes. Matilda. That's... Blood edition. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that, can that be, like, merch? Wait, we don't have any listeners. Ah! Okay. Hey, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Blooded. Oh, God. Oh, wait, that should be the name of this episode. Is this episode going to be called Matilda, the Blood Edition? This is pathetic. <laughs> the, God. This is even weirder. The act opens at a pig farm while a storm rages. Wait, is this the next act? Yeah. Is that the end of act one? Yeah. You didn't? Okay. Oh, sorry, I didn't say that. <laughs> I do. I do. I just thought everyone knew. <laughs> God. Honestly, I'm so confused by this story, but just keep this going. This is actually one of the most simple ones I've ever done. The act opens at a pig farm while a storm rages, where Chris, Billy, and several of his friends are on a mission um, for their planned revenge on Carrie. It's the pig blood. This is the blood. Yeah. Okay. They kill a pig and collect its blood. Back at the high school, Sue is confronted by girls who upset that Carrie's going to the prom. 
Sue believes she's doing the right thing, but realizes that doing the right thing is not always easy. Yes, girl. That's, the, that's how it be. Getting ready for the prom, Carrie dreams about her date, and in a positive display of her special powers, she sends her dress, shoes, and hairbrush dancing through the air. Just for fun. <laughs> Margaret tries one more time to convince Carrie not to go to the prom, but Carrie doesn't listen. She leaves for the prom with Tommy. Alone, Margaret plans to save Carrie from damnation the only way she can. Which is interesting. <clears throat> Foreshadow. Okay. Tom and Carrie arrive at the prom, and everyone is surprised at how beautiful Carrie is. Interesting. Miss Gardner is there as a chaperone. Of course, she's the only teacher in this whole school. <laughs> um, talks to Carrie about how it feels to be in love. Carrie is nervous about dancing with Tommy, but he finally convinces her to go out on the dance floor with him. As the votes for prom king and queen are cast, uh, Tommy, Carrie, Sue, Chris, Billy, and Miss Gardner soliloquize. I don't know that word. What? Solia? Soliloquize. Do you know that word? Soliloquize. <laughs> do, you, do you know it? It's like soliloquies or soliloquies. Soliloquies. I don't know, man. Soliloquies. So, anyways, as I was saying, um, they soliloquies. Tommy, Carrie, Sue, Chris, Billy, and Miss Gardner soliloquies about <laughs> the events unfolding. Me too. Tommy and Carrie are declared king. Oh, she was the queen of the. I prom. told you. I didn't know. Okay. I thought I didn't remember. And they are crowned as the students sing the alma mater. Suddenly, Billy and Chris appear and dump a bucket of pig blood on Carrie. Humiliated and incensed, Carrie real realizes her full powers. She closes off the gym exit exit and kills everyone present. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure like if I could when you were starting to talk about like the blood, I was like, I'm pretty sure she kills everybody. Yeah. After Carrie leaves the prom, she is met by her mother, who somehow followed her into the school. Margaret confronts her daughter, and then she stabs her fatally, thinking oh. it will save Carrie's soul. Oh. Carrie retaliates, killing Margaret with her powers. Oh. And she apologizes as her mother dies. Sue, the sole survivor who escaped this massacre, finds Carrie and comforts her as she dies. Is that it? Yeah. Isn't that, like, well, then? It's very, like, sudden. Like, it's all just about high school and, like, bullying, and all of a sudden she's, like, die. Everybody has die. powers. She just randomly, like, oh, my God, I have powers. Like, I'm Matilda, kind of. I'm Matilda, the and blood then, edition. <laughs> I'm Matilda. That's exactly what happened, actually. Um, <gasps> Maybe this was when Matilda got older. You know how she, like, ended up living with, like, Miss Sunny or whatever? Is that her name or what? Yeah, what? it's like some like Miss Honey. Honey, not Sunny. Honey, sorry. Sunny. She was with Miss Honey. What if Miss Honey turns into a fanatic, and her name's Margaret now, and then maybe Miss Honey's first name is Margaret, and then Matilda changes her name to. And she gets oh shit, never mind. That is my storyline wasn't working anymore. And then um, Matilda turns her name into Carrie because Miss Honey was like, hey. You're my daughter now. We'll give you a new personality. Okay, I have an idea. What if the cops like figured out like somehow that Matilda had these weird powers and the FBI started coming after her, so they moved to a completely different town. And since she had to leave all her friends behind, she got really sad, so she started eating a lot. Mm -hmm. And so that's how she like gained weight, and then they had to change their names. Maybe they were in like witness protection program. <laughs> <laughs> but I still don't know why like Miss Honey slash Miss Garner is like. So, you you got the wrong people there. Miss Gardner's a teacher. Miss Honey's also Margaret. Oh, that's what I meant. Whatever. Um, what it? Then why did she like become all like, Jesusy? Like, oh, maybe not Jesusy. I don't know. Maybe Matilda's powers scared her, and then she was like, "I gotta pray what for if forgiveness." She accidentally, when Matilda slash Carrie was sleeping, she accidentally just had like a muscle spasm, and then like cast a spell on her mom and then her mom's or margaret slash miss honey started acting really weird what if we moved on <laughs> okay it's like 
<laughs> Thirty minutes going. What if? Oh, what if? <laughs> I enjoyed the story. I don't know if anyone else did, but. And this is Matilda, Blood Edition. <laughs> okay, maybe you should go, not me. Maybe okay. I should not talk ever again. <clears throat> Interesting. All right. Well, moving on. Mine is not like that. Okay. Mine is the light in the piazza, which. Oh, you. No, I didn't actually pick this one out. I decided to do this one myself since you just decided to do Carrie. I just don't look at me like that. I decided to do one that I didn't think I would like because Wait, you liked Matilda the Blood Edition. <laughs> well, I like the idea of that, but it's not actually like that. Light in Piazza is like actually like cool and stuff. Dang it. Because I knew if I got one from you, I had to be realistic. It'd be one I wouldn't like. So I just picked one I didn't think I would maybe like that much. Gosh. I thought we were just picking them. The only reason I even picked I only picked one because I had to do it. I'm sorry. I picked this one because I'm one I'm working on a song from it. So I um, figured I'm singing The Light in the Piazza, which Mhm. This is the name of yeah. the show, but it's also the name of a song. And that's like the song I'm singing. It's really hard though. Yeah. Yes, mom. She's mad at me now. Oh, she's mad, right. mad. You mm. should have seen her face. Like, if looks could kill, I'd be dead like three times over right now. I'm I've been s- told that so many times. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so. You're dead. I'm going to be honest. Okay. I know, like, the basics of this musical, but I've never actually, like, read through the whole thing. And, but I also know that there's going to be names in this that I cannot pronounce. So if you don't know how to pronounce them, fix me. Otherwise, please don't fix me, listeners, because I might cry. Okay. Okay. Act one. In the early morning of their first day in Florence, Margaret... Oh, my gosh. There's two... Mo- <laughs> what, what if? What if? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What if? What if? Did Margaret- I just potentially think of a whole storyline? Yes, but I won't What if it. this Margaret and the other Margaret are the same Margaret? <laughs> <laughs> but now she's a lot younger. This is before. Oh, oh, but no, but how but, that work? And the Anyways. main character's name is Clara, but maybe she changes her name to <laughs> Carrie. <gasps> oh, my gosh. It's all I coming you said together. We, it's all coming back to me. Oh, anyway, but I thought you were the one that said stop with the what ifs. <laughs> then you started it back up and it kind of made sense. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I need to continue with the story to see if we keep seeing parallels. <laughs> okay. God, why her name have to be Margaret? <laughs> anyway. But Clara and Carrie, oh, they're God. kind of close. But Matilda and Carrie are not <laughs> like Adam. But that's why Clara and Carrie, so maybe we were all wrong. Maybe it's not even Matilda the Blood Edition. Maybe it's Clara the Blood Edition. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no. Okay. I don't want to. Okay. Just I'm going we'll to start over because I was like three words in. Okay. In the early morning of their first day in Florence, Margaret reads from. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> I said you really only did get into like five (laughs) words okay continue so margaret what it says margaret and she starts laughing margaret who margaret reads okay (sighs) margaret reads from her guidebook to clara as the piazza around them is waking up and coming to life a breeze carries clara's hat off her head and across the square where a young italian man fabrizio catches it midair and returns it to her. The two are instantly smitten. But Margaret steers her daughter away from the encounter, bringing her, ne- bringing her next to the Uffizi Galleria, where the reaching figures in the painting speak to Clara of her own yearnings. Fabrizio appears, hoping to arrange a time to meet with Clara, but once again, Margaret intervenes. I feel like there's another parallel here. I, I, I know. I see, I see. Wow. Margaret's the same. Okay. Okay, anyway, so Margaret intervenes and is like, um, no, and Clara on her leave. So alone, Fabrizio sings in Italian his declaration of love at first sight for Clara, along with a heartfelt cry of fear that she could never love anyone as lost and without position as he. Fabrizio begs his father and his brother, Guips, oh my gosh, help me with this. Um, Guiseppe? Yeah, I think so. Okay, his brother, Guiseppe, to help him dress more presentably for Clara. Guiseppe attends attempts to teach Fabrizio some dance steps as well. At the Duomo, Duomo, at the Duomo, Fabrizio once again catches up with Margaret and Clara, and this time Fabrizio's father, Signor Narcarelli, I don't like these words. Anyway. Narcolepsy. 
It's not narcolepsy. I mean, you could just say it. Signore narcolepsy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Is able to help penetrate Margaret's resistance to any further involvement. They all agree to meet at sunset to take a walk and admire the view of the city above at the Piazzale Michelangelo. Margaret and Clara are invited to have tea at the... (laughs) Narcolepsy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so Naccarelli, but at the Naccarelli home, Guepsi's wife, Francia, Franca, Franca, takes Clara on a tour of the apartment, and alone in a separate room, she warns Clara about how quickly love can stale in marriage. Though the Naracellis are universally impressed with Clara, Margaret tries without success to share her deep reservations. When she looks in Fabrizio's eyes and sees the love there, she cannot bring herself to disappoint him as much as she feels she must, for there is something about Clara that none of these people know. Clara secretly makes plans to meet Fabrizio at midnight near the hotel. Margaret calls her husband Roy, who is back in the States. Roy. Roy. Okay. Who's back in the States. She tries to tell him what is happening with Clara and Fabrizio, but he is brusque and not very understanding, cutting short the conversation. Margaret, alone in her hotel room, reflects on the loneliness in her marriage. She checks in Clara's room and finds that she is missing. On her way to meet Fabrizio, Clara becomes lost in the maze-like streets of Florence. She loses all poise and control, becoming hysterical and screaming like a child. Her mother takes her back to the hotel, and as Clara sleeps, reveals the source of her disquiet. When Claire was a young girl, she was kicked in the head by a Shetland pony, and the accident has caused her mental and emotional abilities to develop abnormally. Margaret feels that she must take Clara away from Florence at once, and she steps down into the lobby to have a drink. While she's away, Fabrizio comes into the room distraught. He cannot find the right words to express his feelings, and Clara urges him to use any other means. Clara accepts Fabrizio's proposal of marriage. So I guess that just escalated quickly. Okay. And the two are embracing half undressed as Margaret walks in on them. Oh. And that's the end of Act 1. Noise. <laughs> Act 2. Margaret takes Clara to Rome to distract her and put an end to the affair. Back in Florence, the Narcoselli's household is in complete chaos. As the family despairs, Signora Narc... Narcolepsy. <laughs> It does kind of look like that now that you say that. <laughs> I don't even know what it looks like. This is what I was guessing. Naccarelli translates in an aside. Fabrizio believes he has ruined everything with Clara. His father attempts to comfort him, and Giuseppe and Franca desire finer details. No matter what Margaret tries, her daughter refuses to give her an inch, accumulating in a painful confrontation where Margaret slaps Clara across the face. Clara erupts in a torrent of feelings centered on Fabrizio and the nature of love. And then this is where they sing The Light in the Piazza, which is the song that I'm working on, and it's so beautiful. Have you heard it? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Okay. Mm -hmm. This causes Margaret to relent, to set aside her doubts and considerations, and to no longer stand in the way of the wedding. The two return to Florence. Clara is instructed in the Latin catechism in preparation for converting to catholicism while around her everyone in the extended family sings of their feelings stirred up by the immediate presence of such an intense young love franca is in an attempt to arouse in an attempt to arouse her husband's jealousy kisses fabrizio right on the mouth and clara witnesses it breaking into a furious rant that ends with her throwing a drink on franca fran franca i franca the, the wife mm-hmm. okay. as clara breaks down franca commends her for her bravery and declares her own desire to fight for Giuseppe. So, this girl's all over the place. Yeah. Okay. Mood, though. Okay. (laughs) She toasts the upcoming union and is joined by the rest of the family. So, sis just had, like, a bunch of feelings all in one. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so confused. (laughs) At the wedding rehearsal, Clara and Fabrizio are filling out the necessary forms when Signor Narcoselli sees something on Clara's form that causes him to call off the wedding and take his family away at once. Clara wants to know what is wrong with her, but her mother says there is nothing at all wrong. With Clara sobbing and broken, alone in one of the pews of the church, Margaret reveals her worst fears and her shame at having been the source of her daughter's lifelong suffering. She resolves to do whatever it takes to give Clara a chance for happiness. Margaret tries to reason with Signor... Narcal, oh my gosh, <laughs> Naccarelli, who saw Clara's childlike handwriting as she completed her marriage form. Because, you know, she didn't develop, like, all the way mentally and emotionally because she got kicked in the head, but they didn't know that because, oh. like, that's, like, been the issue the whole time. So she, they, like, just thought she was American. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> mood. Oh, gosh. Okay. But, like, fully, she hasn't um, uh-huh. mentally. And so, like, the dad saw her child, like, handwriting and was, like, peace. Oh, gosh. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> seemingly unconcerned with her immaturity or her handwriting, Signor Narcoselli admits that he saw Clara write her age on the forms, 26, and that this makes her an unsuitable bride for his son who's only 20. So I guess that didn't really matter to him, but it was just she was too old. Okay. Because she's 26 and he's 20. Relieved that he has not discovered their secret. Oh, so I guess Margaret thought he discovered it, but that wasn't actually the reason. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> so. It's just the age. Signor Narcoselli still probably thinks she's just American. Even. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, relieved that he has not discovered their secret, Margaret begs him to change his mind, but he will not. She invites him to take a walk with her, and the two wander from one end of Florence to the other as the sun slowly sets and the night comes on. By giving him time to mull things over and by not pressuring him, Margaret succeeds in putting the wedding back on track. Signor Narcisselli says that he will meet them at the church the following morning. From the hotel room, Margaret calls Roy to tell him about the wedding. As might be predicted, he insists that Clara cannot handle the responsibilities of marriage. Clara, in her wedding dress, stands in the shadows overhearing her mother's side of the conversation. Margaret says, just because she isn't normal, Roy, doesn't mean she's consigned to a life of loneliness. She mustn't be made to accept less from life just because she isn't like you or me. Shattered, Clara slips out of the hotel room and runs once more through Florence. Meeting Fabrizio at the church in order to tell him that she cannot marry him, she won't allow herself to cause him any more pain. Fabrizio um, assuages all her fears. Moments before the wedding, Clara tells Margaret that she cannot leave her. Margaret assures her that she can. Left alone, Margaret breaks open all the repressed doubts and yearnings that she has carried for years on end about love, realizing at last that the chance of love somehow outweighs the terrible risks. She joins the wedding ceremony, and that's the end. Wait. You read that last part really quickly. She decides to what? She says she gets married. Yeah, Clara does. But Margaret said she was going to leave her, but then she decided like last second to go back in. Wait, what? I guess Margaret was just struggling with the idea that no, Clara doesn't know she that like she was going to like give away Clara because you know she's been taking care of Clara oh. all of her life. And Clara knows this now, and Clara's like, oh, I can't leave you. And then her mom's like, oh. No, it's okay. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Inch hole. So good. Yeah, that is good. Like, it was short, but it was good. It was good. Yeah, no. Dang. I, like, listened to a lot of those songs, but, like, it's been a while. I like this Margaret better than your Margaret. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I think everyone feels that way. But now I'm feeling kind of some type of way. Oh, did you, um, what kind of coffee do your characters drink? I forgot to say oh, mine. I didn't even, I don't know. Um, I wrote mine down. I feel like Clara is definitely a frappuccino. Because she's fake, is that what you're saying? Are you calling her fake? She's not fake. I don't know, but you're, but come on. I just feel According like. According to the stereotype. Okay, this is not necessarily trying to stereotype, but, like, since she has more of a childlike mentality, like, she can't help that, but she does. But, like, I just feel like she, like, prefers the taste of Frappuccinos better. Mm-hmm. Margaret? A pumpkin spice latte. Why? Because <laughs> it was the first drink that came to my oh, mind. God. Okay. Um, I think Fabrizio... I don't know. I feel like he's beautiful. I don't need to I know. I agree. I also think he's beautiful. That does not mean anything about his coffee taste. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're saying what kind of coffee. Yeah, never mind. And you just said he's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what he looks like. I I feel like he is. I feel like he is too. But again, that has nothing to do with coffee. Um... Okay. He loves her unconditionally, and that's super sweet. That's me with, like, iced vanilla latte. So maybe he would be an iced vanilla latte. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually going to say I feel like he's a latte because latte equals power, and I feel like he's just a very power guy. Like, he's, like... But good like, power. Like, good power. Yeah. Okay. Um, Signor Nars... Narcolepsy. Narcolepsy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He doesn't drink coffee. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Why? You can't come up with a coffee for him? Well, because for a moment there, my brain just connected narcolepsy with insomnia. Oh, no! (laughs) 
doesn't drink coffee. Because <laughs> I was thinking insomnia. He stay up at night, so it's like, oh, he won't drink coffee because he has insomnia. He doesn't. But narcolepsy and insomnia are not, not the, the same, same thing. thing. They're the opposite. Well, not really, but they're kind of. Either. Okay, but they're not this. Okay, they're not opposites, but like, <laughs> one is like you just yeah you sleep when you're not supposed to, and the other one is you don't sleep when you're like supposed to, <coughs> right? I thought narcolepsy was bright lights. Oh my! What? You didn't know? Wait, okay. Wait, which one's that one? That's epilepsy. That's epilepsy. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a long time to get your connection of narcolepsy to coffee. Why you thought it was so funny? I was like, okay, you just, I'm just like, is this because you can't come up with anything? And you're like, um, I thought insomnia was narcolepsy. So. Oh, I'm crying. That was so bad. <laughs> <I'm so laughs> insomnia equals narcolepsy. Also, <laughs> equals epilepsy. What you say? Also equals epilepsy. Oh my! Also, also, and in parentheses equals epilepsy. That's terrible. I'm so sorry for anybody who has any three of those issues because, oh, that was awful. Because you don't, you're uneducated. You know, as soon as I said he doesn't drink coffee, you're I like, realized that. You're like, oh, in, in my wait. defense, as soon as I said it, I realized that it is not that? what narcolepsy yes. is. Yes, not. It's okay. Well. We all have those moments where we accidentally confuse narcolepsy and insomnia. And epilepsy. Yes. And then absolutely. Epilepsy. Epilepsy. Epilepsy a few seconds later. Okay. Um, well, I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking to it. He doesn't drink coffee. Probably half these characters don't, would not drink coffee, but we always are like, yeah, you drink that. <laughs> My gut hurts so bad. Oh, that was so <laughs> That was an interesting. I don't even know. Um, his friend, Fabrizio's brother. Giuseppe. I feel like he's just the type that would just take wine. He just like, was like, not coffee. He just wants wine. So I'm Giuseppe. No. <laughs> no. And then Franca, she kind of crazy. Yeah. She's. She's bipolar, so she's black coffee. No, she's <laughs> what? <laughs> we always stare at No, she's like... a caramel macchiato because you never know what you're going to get. <gasps> Whoa. Mm-hmm. The connection there just boom blows my mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at that. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. You want to hear mine? Yeah. I'm trying to remember why I chose these. <laughs> so I said Carrie was espresso and I'm trying to remember why because <laughs> she's just very espresso-y <laughs> yes so I was thinking I don't know why everyone else I said Margaret was American Americano because I don't I don't drink Americanos and I feel like I wouldn't like Americanos <laughs> um Sue is cold brew because you think with cold brew that like you're not gonna like it, but then it actually ends up being okay. You look psychotic <laughs> right now. I know. <laughs> I don't know why I make that face sometimes, but I look. I could totally play like a psychotic person. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Bill or wait, no, wrong person. Chris is black. Coffee, black coffee. <laughs> I don't know, but because of obvious reasons. And then <laughs> Billy is Green Mountain. You know, <laughs> he's uh, I was tr- trying to drink my frappuccino. Why are you so specific with him? <laughs> I'll be honest, though, like you know, like we were talking about how we never have any ideas of what coffee to do. So I like actually looked some up for this and um. So you looked up Green Mountain? No, I okay, no no I didn't look. So I looked up. <laughs> I just looked up. Like I wanted to find like different brands and like different flavors. And then like one of the ones that came up was Green Mountain. And the thing is, is Green Mountain is literally always everywhere. And like I guess with Billy, is like even if you don't really like want it, you're kind of just like indifferent about it. It's always there, like everywhere you go. Like hotels and stuff, I feel like they always have Green Mountain. 
So that's kind of why I chose that. It's just so specific compared to all of the other ones. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm doing my duty to this podcast. What have you done? Read a more interesting musical. <laughs> <laughs> Read a... Okay, in my defense. I, I'm not... I'm not fighting you on this. <laughs> I'm fighting you. Okay, no. <sighs> okay. Well. That was good. That, for the fact of how short our two musicals were, <laughs> should not have taken I us know. this long to do. Both of ours were really short. <laughs> we were struggling. Okay. I want to say we're struggling, but we're also just having a good time. Yeah. We're, we're actually not struggling today. I mean, we are, but not like as bad as normal. I'm trying to be positive. I don't really know if I believe my statement. I'm just saying that. So that they think that we're more put together. We're just trying to remind them that this is why they listen to this podcast. Yes. Because they can just laugh at us. Yeah. And I'm okay with, with us, that. Because we're both, we're, we're dumb. I'm, I'm, we, we are dumb, but like. But like, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. So anyway, that was the first slash seventh, sixteenth episode. <laughs> My math teacher's right now. I'm just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> First episode of season two, technically episode 16, because we want to keep it even with these musical reviews. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, make sure you slide into our DMs. Please, show us that you're listening. Slide and, into our DMs. Um, Honestly, I think that's it. Yeah. You already know everything. Yeah. So that's um, it. Subscribe. Donate. Love us. Love us. We just love you. Just love us. We love you. We love you. We are lacking love. Hey, Dad, I love you. <laughs> Hi, Neil, our Hi. one listener. Hi. Without fail. Yes, pretty much. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. Oh. I have well, a headache, before so. we keep jibber-jabbering, mess, like just jibber-jabbering, making ourselves seem more stupid. That too. Okay. Yeah. We let's let's call it a day. Okay. Flash night. Okay. Sounds anyway, good. we will see you all next week. Thank you for listening. Okay. Bye.